Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Bond Division, an MCU discussion podcast. I'm your host, Charlie Ashby, and I am once again joined by my marvellous co-host, Ash Jefferson. How's it going, Ash? Hello. I'm good. It was a good week. It's been a week. It's, well, it's been, what, two weeks? It's been a week. Yeah, we had a... I was... <laughs> I had some internet issues, meaning people who were doing work in our backyard, like, full-on severed our Wi-Fi cable. Wait, what? Uh, so we couldn't record last week, and then I was traveling all last week as well. So we're here now. <laughs> we made it. <laughs> that is... There's a lot of mischief that happens around this show. And I feel like it's it. Loki just fucking with me. I really do. It, I feel... <laughs> Do you know what? It might be. It might be, yeah, Loki's just making some mischief, he's damaging some wires. How do you cut an internet wire? What are they doing? They hit it with a shovel, apparently? I don't know. <laughs> Who do they kill? They just... Well, they, okay. Like, oh my god. Well, I hope that your internet is now fixed, healthy, or was replaced with a nice little internet variant. Um... <laughs> Of course, we couldn't. Yeah, we got a new cable, but it's blonde this time. Oh, <laughs> it's blonde. It's, it's a bit more aggressive. It's fighting back. Um, well, we couldn't talk about the last two episodes of this fantastic show without a special guest. She's an artist and art director for Looking for Leia. It's Alyssa Bradley. How you doing? Hi, I'm good. How are you guys? Absolutely fantastic. I think I discussed this actually this week, and I'm interested about both of your thoughts, which is that. And this could be blasphemy because I know that someone who listened to the show was concerned about this, which is that this might be my favorite MCU TV show. And I I, I love WandaVision. It's still 10 out of 10 for me. Again, it's like I said, it's about Star Wars. It's like comparing gold bricks. So who actually cares? But I think there's something about Loki that's just really hit home for me. Yeah, I think it's definitely like WandaVision is my favorite and that's 100% because of my lifelong love of the Scarlet Witch and I don't think there's very many things that are going to change that or like usurp that unless they make a Wasp TV show um that's the only thing I can think of Janet Van Dyne specifically Wasp TV show um but Loki is a very very close second it is I keep walking away from it being like that is a really good show and I can't wait for next week's episode which I didn't quite have that energy for Falcon and Winter Soldier. Like, I really liked Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah, but I agree. Loki is like, Lo- Loki's like bringing me back to like sitting on my- the edge of my seat all week, like wanting to know what happens kind of thing. I mean, I might be biased, but Loki is definitely my favorite. Maybe MCU thing. Like, it's definitely my favorite show, but it might be like top tier Marvel thing for me. So. <laughs> it it does feel like there's a, there's a very specific feeling to it and actually we were discussing a, a lot on Twitter and I was looking at people's responses to it because a lot of people are saying it's like Doctor Who which I get that mm-hmm. because if anyone knows I'm a big Doctor Who fan but I think a lot of that energy in terms of like Doctor Who itself as a modern the modern reinterpretation and everything stems from a lot of the work that happened in the 70s and that was a lot of Douglas Adams rang on the show. And I think a lot of this show actually stems from, and I think uh, the director, Kate, mentioned it was definitely an influence, which is uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It definitely has that feel, the the quirky, but also dealing with serious issues in a very fun way, but not in a way that, like, it doesn't undermine the serious topics, but it doesn't necessarily drown you out. Like, when you read, and that's what I think, I think the shows do a great job at interpreting the comics like if you're going to read the captain america comic i don't necessarily think you're going in for like a fun energetic time <laughs> you're going in for a sort of political action thriller whereas if you're picking up a loki comic you're picking up a loki comic <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think that's what yeah, exactly. the show has done a really great job of it like they did i mean last week and this week they did so many little nods and sometimes they don't even have to talk about it and it's visible about important topics whether that's global warming whether that's you know being open about gender or sexuality or just uh, like the divide between classes and the wealth and the poor it's all there but also it's very funny and it doesn't it's not there to the the balance is so well done is what i'm trying to say Mm -hmm. it's a good show with a good writer (laughs) yes yeah (laughs) 
Well, that's one thing I've been loving about these Marvel shows is so they're doing like the writer's room kind of style thing, which I think is kind of uncommon. Like that's a newer thing. I think it's newer for Marvel and it's clearly paying off. (laughs) Like they're doing an amazing job at getting these teams together of like just the right people and the way that they're like collaborating. Like the stories are definitely way stronger because of it. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know if that's a byproduct of like having more time, mm-hmm. you know. But I honestly think like getting more creatives in the room is is in this case, especially creating a much stronger product, you know. And we even saw it like this week with Loki's. We're skipping ahead, but we even saw it this week with like Loki's bisexuality being confirmed, right? And it was because the showrunner is bi. Right. And it's like those kinds of voices being brought in instead of it being like one kind of directed thing or a couple people maybe making those decisions is leading to more interesting stories, I think. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I, uh, I will never shut up about Loki being <laughs> visibly on screen confirmed by. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's about time. I mean, like we knew. Yes. But just... <laughs> Have you seen him? Again, again, we're skipping, we're skipping ahead considerably here, but that's the thing that's like most recent, most on my mind. I just keep thinking of like being, I was like 16 or 17, being like a Tumblr kid at the height of the Loki obsession. And I just remember there were like so many queer kids that projected onto Loki, really. And at the time I thought, it was really disingenuous. People would make fun of like Loki fangirls just because Tom Hiddleston's like hot or whatever. But I never, I never really saw it that way. I always saw it as like these queer kids, a lot of them were queer anyway, resonating with this character. And the fact that he got to say, not implied, not sneaky, not, you know, like, oh, well, hmm, who knows? Say, no, I'm bisexual. I think. I just think about all those people that that character meant a lot to. I was never like a diehard Loki fan, so I I can't say that I have any personal experience with that, but I did see a lot of it. And I don't know, it just makes me really happy. (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely a super important part of his character, and I'm super happy that it's finally confirmed, and it's very obvious. (laughs) It's not something that... You know, they're going to be writing like, oh, what did they mean by that? Which <laughs> I think about the contrast of like all the Falcon and Winter Soldier talks and stuff like from a week ago. <laughs> yeah. And uh, yeah. Yeah. It's just he says it on screen. You can't get more like confirmed than that. He's like, exactly. Yeah. Not only is he saying not only is he saying it on screen, but there is literally another version of him also confirming it from their point of view. And also, they're both confirming it in the most bi-lighting in the yeah. world. <laughs> yes. There was so much bisexual lighting in this yeah. show. It was the whole episode. <laughs> it was really great. It was, I love the lighting in the whole and episode. there's a part yeah. of me that's like, they had to have done that on purpose, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. They confirmed well, it, talk- right? I think so. I was so I was talking to um, I think you guys know Annalise Ophelian, but I was talking to her about this, and she's like, truly, the whole episode, like there was a little bit of green lighting, and then the rest of the lighting was just relentlessly bisexual. <laughs> and I was like, that's exactly it. <laughs> well, yeah, Sophia Di Martino, who plays um, Lady Loki, aka Sylvie, tweeted yesterday, and look at that beautiful lighting with purple and blue hearts. <laughs> Oh, yeah, they knew what they were doing. (laughs) Well, it was totally intentional, yeah. Well, let's go back, because obviously we're going to be talking about not only the episode two, but episode three of Loki. Let's go back to the basics. Obviously, we can't talk about everything in these episodes, but we're going to talk about the basic core elements that stood out to us. And I think the biggest thing we should talk about is the TVA exploration and a bit more of uh, Mobius from episode two. So what did you what did you both think about delving a bit more into the TVA as an institution, seeing Loki work there as a, you know, one of the bunch? I mean, really, my thought was just, this is all bullshit, right? <laughs> like, I don't mm-hmm. trust this Kafka-esque nonsense, mm-hmm. f- fashy, like, <laughs> I was like, I don't trust anything coming out of any of these people's mouths. 
Yeah. <laughs> and I like that Loki pretty much figures it out like right away as well. But <laughs> and so like he doesn't believe any of it either, but that he's stuck there basically. And so he just kind of has to flounder around and just, you know, live in the moment and just like figure out what he's doing and just go from like minute to minute. <laughs> he's always scheming. So that was fun to see that play out. It's also really nice and I think really interesting to see him deal with people in this institution that he's never dealt with before. Like the way they respond to him is very new to him. And I feel like he, he I don't know if he appreciates it, obviously, but I think he, he's definitely learning from that. I think he appreciates it more from Mobius because this is yeah. finally someone who is, well, first of all, seeing him for who he actually is and willing to listen and understand and break down those barriers. And isn't, I don't think Mobius really ever lies to him openly like obviously we know that he i mean he I mean, he's honest to him he's like i'm i will manipulate you to do what i want to get what i need because this is person's dangerous and i feel like loki weirdly appreciates that because he i feel like a lot of obviously a lot of the mischief and a lot of the, the lying from his point of view comes from stemming from being lied to all his life and the trust issues there so i really did like how he has quickly formed this bond with mobius because you don't really get him. You don't really get to see that with anyone. Like even with four, he he's not completely you know, trustworthy of him until later on in the films. But it's really interesting to see how quickly that formed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I appreciate that Mobius and Thor both have like a sense of compassion towards Loki, um, in a way that pretty much none of the other characters do. But like. I think about where Thor is maybe more naive and like not really wanting to see um, like Loki's deceptions and stuff. Like Mobius just like calls him right out on it and he could just see like right through him. So that's like a kind of like you were saying, like it's just a nice like change <laughs> and he's not used to having to interact with that at all. So <laughs> it's fun to watch that dynamic. Yeah. And I, Ash, you're completely right about the TVA. Like, not for a second have I believed anything they've said. And uh, I think that's interesting as well. It's the idea of does comics knowledge is comics knowledge a curse or a benefit in the sense that because I think even if I wasn't a comics fan, it's pretty clear from my point of view that the TVA were not being completely honest. <laughs> There's just something, you know, the second you walk in there, it's the vibe. The vibes are bad, <laughs> you know, <laughs> where you're just like, hmm, I don't believe a word that any of you are saying. Yeah. And I, I feel like you're bound to having to default to listening to them because of the power they wield. Yeah. And I, and something, someone brought up the topic the other day, which is, you know, when you think about it, honestly, it's like, well, duh, obviously. A lot, of, a lot of history and the way we view history as history, like factual, like, oh, this is how it happened. We need to remind people that history is written by the victors. So when the TV are like, there was a big multiversal war, we the good guys won it. <laughs> You're like, who are you? <laughs> like, and... and who were you fighting? Like, what was the? There's no historical context for that. All that all we're, we're told is that there was a war, and we won it, and we provided the safe timeline. So there's no context there, and that's obviously like disturbing to hear. And I think it's really cool and interesting to see and hear Loki trying to challenge it, trying to get Mobius to challenge it, and him trying to defend it. And you're like. There's just so much that's shady about this. But then again, I, I go back to the comics. Am I biased? Because I know that uh, Ravonna <laughs> has, a, has a nice bow. I think, like, I think, like, the whole point of that whole thing, it, there's a very interesting religious allegory there, I think, when he's talking to Mobius and he's like, why do you believe this? And he's like, I just believe it, you know? Yeah. And it, and it makes it real because I believe in it. <laughs> and I think there's very obviously something else going on there. Um, and yeah, like you said, we don't 
we don't even know if there was a multiversal war. And the thing that drives me crazy is like people are like, yeah, the TVA are being genuine while watching the most propaganda-esque <laughs> video I've ever seen yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. <laughs> the one that, that threatens... This, I'm like, this literally is bleeding duck and cover from the like, 80s vibes. Like, what is... you? Why do you believe? Mm-hmm. It's literally like, do as we say or we'll kill you. It's like, how, right. <laughs> it's, how, how on the nose can it be more than that yeah i don't know yeah the whole thing is reeks of governmental buildings it's the you know the disgusting 70s concrete <laughs> slabs you see everywhere and i yeah i think it's a they've done a really great job the color the coloring of the of the tva is fantastic and so droll <laughs> compared to and it's funny yeah. it's, it's fun seeing loki who I really do enjoy the difference between this episode and last episode because if you look at last episode, when he's in TVA mode, he's so completely droll in terms of colour in his clothing. And then you watch this episode, he's got like a full-on blue tail neck. And uh, uh, Sylvie's got the whole green outfit and you're like, like free will looks better. <laughs> <laughs> Just like, like stylistically, <laughs> it looks so much better. Um, and I think honestly, that's like the whole point of Loki's whole journey is figuring out how he can cut his own path in life. Mm-hmm. You know, like I feel like that's his whole struggle. It's just being like, who am I? <laughs> you know, yeah, because he thinks he knows who he is, and then he finds out that Odin lied to him, and he's actually a frost giant. Um, and then suddenly he's like. Oh, I know who I am now. I'm the monster. What well, I think the line from Thor is like, I'm the monster you tell children scary stories about at night, you know? And then that's not entirely true either. So I think this series is really about like Loki trying to like forge his own identity in a way that he hasn't gotten a chance to do in the MCU yet, which has been really interesting to see. And I think that's why he's so like hyper fixated on Sylvie. I think maybe he thinks that she can kind of give him hints or maybe a direction of like who he is, you know? Yeah, because he's kind of he's kind of the TVA's Loki. He's the he's the he's the Loki that the TVA have deemed appropriate, but halfway through transformation, the TVA have determined that he has to be the bad guy who is tortured by his mm-hmm. past and lied to. And then is and then is killed. Gets a moment of redemption and then is killed. Yeah, that's his life. Whereas Sylvie is obviously different. She's lived her own life and she's done her own thing. She's managed to learn magic her own way. And then I'm I'm assuming I'll be surprised if we don't see more Lokis in the show. I'm still expecting mm-hmm. Richard Grant to be old man Loki because yes. if he isn't, that's, that's the worst casting misstep ever. Um, you don't put Richard Grant in the show, then they're making wear a really dark green leather outfit. <laughs> <laughs> and i i just i feel like the show don't repeat your mistakes disney <laughs> <laughs> i it's like i feel like the show is is like ironically when we went in watching it we're like okay so the show is just that this attempt to just bring back loki but actually it's it's viewing what loki is from the tva's point of view it's loki then viewing that so he's viewed what he should be He's viewing what he has been. He's viewing what everyone else can be. And then I feel like the ending of the show will be the same way that Sam became Captain America and the same way that uh, Wanda became the Scarlet Witch. Loki will finally become Loki the way he wants to be Loki. It's going to find out what makes Loki a Loki. Exactly. <laughs> and I have a few theories about that as well, but I'll talk about that later because I'm really intrigued about the future of the character. Um, yeah, I thought it was really interesting the way that how how devastating the way the TVA just sort of diverges this information. Like, like poor Loki has to work has to find out about Ragnarok and the devastation of his people for a document, and it's so. And again, it's like one of those things where you actually have to. Has to watch his mother die. Yeah, as a TVA agent is trying to figure out like what makes him tick. But not only that, it's like when you when you read a history book and you're reading like these statistics and figures, 
you need to remember that these are real people that died and these are it's hard to it's hard to put yourself in that mode sometimes like i know when i do read history it's like twenty thousand people died you're like okay that's a good that's a, a number that sums up and you're like whoa whoa whoa, whoa, whoa. that's twenty thousand lives that's twenty thousand sons daughters or whatever like killed and you're like jesus and loki knew these people and loki it's not only is it his people a lot of the people that died but also the culture and i i have to say i have a bone to pick with the tva they're not very good at listing the full details of the situation because from his point of view i don't think he knows that four is alive like all he's seen is his brother die and i mean yeah from his point of view the ship blew up (laughs) which right like it's depressing for him at first but can you reimagine both of their reactions when they see each other alive? Mm-hmm. Now that's going to be special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I just can't wait for that. If they do do that, of course. I hope he makes it through this series very much. I know like the joke is that he's died a lot. <laughs> but I'm like, no, keep Loki. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I... There's a reason people like him so much, you know? Um... Yeah, and we see we see a few more things which I thought was really cool. Like, uh, I think we see a file of Sylvie in the episode, which is Sylvie Laufey Dotier, which I thought was really cool. Also, shout out to Tom Hiddleston. Like, you were saying earlier, people were like, oh yeah, when he was cast as Loki, people just like it because he's good looking. I'm like, shut the hell up. This man just, just did a monologue in Latin. Classical Latin. That he knows, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I read a, an article about also someone on Twitter who like studies Latin, and they said not only was it on point, I think apart from one word, which is obviously a volcano, which didn't exist until, ironically, Pompeii <laughs> blew up. Um, <laughs> or Vesuvius. Uh, every word and phrasing that he uses is of the time, because obviously Latin is a very ancient language that changes through the centuries. He used specific on-point words that were used in Pompeii. <laughs> It's crazy. <laughs> Just like a next level. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. his dedication is absolutely <laughs> crazy. You can definitely tell he has a very um, big love for the character and he's willing to go to those lengths. And I know that sometimes actors will say that. And you can tell when they're, they're serious. Like, you know that one, uh, one I even called her Wanda, um, Elizabeth Olsen. <laughs> definitely loves Wanda and knows her backstory and read the comics and it's the same with Tom like Tom I mean he did ironically apparently he did like a a session on set for people it's like a 90 minute yeah, he did like a Loki symposium yeah <laughs> like, one I wish I could go to that <laughs> two I know I wish they had recorded that <laughs> they must have right they must have done it a bit or like snippets of it for the like I'm assuming they're gonna do like a behind the scenes yeah Loki show maybe yeah. yeah, we've gotten uh, behind the scenes of all the other ones, so I imagine we'll get a we'll get a Loki one. Mm-hmm. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Um, should we dive into the the big aspect of both these episodes, which is obviously a lady Loki herself, Sylvie? What did you both think about I mean, Sylvie? I mean, I kind of I kind of figured, <laughs> like I kind of figured that'd be the twist because mm. we knew that Sophia. What is her name? Dee Martino. Really help me out here. Dee Martino. We knew that she was going to be in the show. And my, we saw a little glimpse of her in the trailer. And my original thought was like, oh, okay, that's Loki. And the whole thing is they're just trying to like, she's blonde. So people wouldn't automatically assume that she's, you know, quote unquote, Lady Loki. I don't like calling her Lady Loki. Uh, it feels like dead naming. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just going to call her Sylvie. Yeah. Because um, she explicitly was like, I hate being called Loki. Um. Uh, but yeah, I thought I when she showed up, I was like, hell yeah. And then this episode, I was like, hell yeah, I love this character immediately. <laughs> I think Loki always needs somebody to put him in his place and watching them bounce off each other was immensely entertaining. Yeah, I love her so much. I I loved her from like the first little glimpse at the end of episode two but then the moment that really sealed it for me was when she was going in to fight at the beginning of episode three and she like put her hair up and And I was like that is so realistic I love her so much it's just a small thing but I was like oh that's good stuff right there and when she uses the crown 
She's the kind yes. to punch someone in the face. Yes, that's a very Loki thing to do as well. I love. I mean, that. we saw him do it in Ragnarok already. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I think it's interesting. I was, I was expecting, like a lady Loki to show up in the show in some form. And I think it's interesting that they're kind of seem to be merging her with like the Sylvie Enchantress character where they're like, this is an alternate universe Loki. And like, we can kind of use her to see, I mean, I don't know. There could be a lot more to her story. I'm sure we'll get that the next episode, but like, it's interesting to kind of use her as exploration of like how his life could have played out and like how, you know, just how things are going in the alternate universes and stuff. Um, I do hope that we get to see our timeline Loki um, transform into female form. That would be really awesome. But yeah, I think I think my main issue with it is uh, Lady Loki is not in the comics, not an alternate version of Loki. Right. It, mm-hmm. It's just Loki. Um, and like as a non-binary person. <laughs> <laughs> I had always hoped that uh, Loki's gender fluidity would be a thing that they would um, touch on. Um, but I always, I never assumed that they would, just because it's something that I feel like they're too much of a coward to actually do. And at first, when we first heard about Sylvie, um, I was a little annoyed that they seemed to be piggybacking off the immense popularity of quote unquote Lady Loki. Uh, without actually having the guts to do what the comics did. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you'll get it, but in a completely different... This isn't like... Um, <laughs> this isn't like... Actu- this isn't like actually Loki, right? This is, a di- this is a different alternate version. But then I saw episode three, and I thought, this doesn't completely absolve it, right? But there was something in there that really spoke to me when Sylvie said don't call me Loki. That's not who I am anymore. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm a non-cis person who changed their name. And <laughs> that really, really, like, spoke to me for a second. Where I was like, oh, okay. So, like, you may have messed up the... the. And again, I'm not speaking for, like, the the... You know, I'm only speaking for myself and what resonated with me. I'm not speaking for the community or anything, and I don't want people to think that I am. But there was something about that that really resonated with me. I was like, because I've been in that position before where you have to be like, I'm not this person anymore. Um, and I hope we find out more about Sylvie. I'm really interested to see what happens with her. Uh, and I'm kind of reserving my final judgment until all six episodes are out. But... Yeah, that's kind of my disjointed thoughts on the matter. I think she's a great character, and I really like seeing her interactions with um, uh, our timeline Loki, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, And I think, and I like, I don't know, it kind of works. I agree with everything that you said, for sure. Um, And I I feel like, hopefully, we will get a both situation. It's not going to be like, (laughs) you know, she, she is the you know the representation like all of it because I know they've discussed that um you know that that was something they were very cognizant of was like his gender fluid identity so you know we'll see how that goes for sure but I do like that at least the way that it's done here is they have a lot of opportunity to like learn from each other so I hope that you know like them interacting in this way like in the alternate universe way they can like actually interact like face to face with each other and like learn a lot from each other so Mm -hmm. I think that's really yeah. cool. Yeah. I was saying last week, actually, this is funny. I was like, I have all the characters, I think I've realized that I'm more like Loki <laughs> in, the, in the MCU. And I don't know whether that's a good thing or a bad thing. Um, but then I was watching this week's episode, I was like, oh, I'm I'm a lot like Sylvie. Like, the way she, and I just adore the way she constantly, like, is so over people sometimes. And it's just like, because you know, I I I'm, I think I'm a very empathetic and kind person, but recently <laughs> I've just been really like, especially on Twitter, I think like that might that might be the issue. It's like oh, sometimes I just want to you know let go. And thank God for Loki because the show has provided me so many incredible gifts to use straight out of Sylvie's mouth, which is the you know <laughs> this is a shit plan was a great quote. Um, yes. Uh, piss off! <laughs> I just love it when she just like straight up like piss off. I have that pure 
because I love that playful energy you know, and I know people don't like swear words but I feel like they're such beautiful parts of our language and when used perfectly it can provide such a euphoric response my favorite one I think is again Loki but under the guise of Odin in Ragnarok when <laughs> oh, yeah oh shit <laughs> Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins deserved an Oscar for that, is all I'm saying. <laughs> that, that specific, yes. <laughs> yeah, he delivered both of them a very powerful monologue about what it means to be, you know, yourself. And also, oh shit. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> it's so good. And I think that's, so that, that's what I... The duality of man. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I really do love Sylvie. I love the way that they explore what again it's the idea of what it means to be a loki loki in his point of view is very um selfish and self-centered in the sense that he that's all he's known really and now he gets to have the opportunity to to realize that there's more to being who he is that he doesn't have to be set on this path and he can be open and maybe that will open him up to different you know whether that's different genders or different ways of expressing themselves i am very interested about where the show is going because i know what you were saying ash about you don't want it just to be um because again it's a it's a it's a it'd be shit if they were like lady loki and but she's only from another dimension and that's it and we'll see her on the show and that's it goodbye i i was actually interested i was like and i'm interested what you think do you think tom hillston will be playing loki from here on out that's an interesting question because my who when I was knows halfway through, <laughs> yeah. at the end of this episode, I was like, a theory popped into my brain. I was like, I don't know how to process it because obviously, you know, I was like, what if Sylvie doesn't make it through, but Loki is changed, and at the end, he becomes uh, Sophia Di Martino. Hmm. <laughs> Will my... they have the guts to do that? That is the question. Yeah. My I'm thing... always very pessimistic about these things. <laughs> <laughs> my thing is, I mean, it could it's really up in the air. It could literally go anyway. But I feel like they're going to put themselves in a position where they can have it open so that if Tom wants to continue like showing up and playing the character, that he's able to do so. But then if not, or he's not available or whatever, then he also doesn't have to. Like if they were smart, that's what they would do. Yeah. <laughs> so I kind that's kind of my guess. Um, but I guess we'll see as we go further in. I'm pretty sure he's in Doctor Strange at least. That's been Logan? rumored for Oh wow. Yeah, that's been rumored for a long time that he's gonna be in the I need to see the three. He's been falling each other <laughs> for thirty minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so I need so to we'll see, see if that's Wanda. actually true. There's a very there's a panel that I love very much where like Doctor Strange is like this is why you'd be a shitty Sorcerer Supreme Loki and Loki's like oh come on Steven and Wanda's just in the back like will you shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs> yeah I need, I need to see that on screen <laughs> yeah yeah there's I I just feel like well I'm biased because if I don't want to see Tom go away for good because obviously I love Tom as an actor but I feel like the emotional like if Sylvie like you know Loki gets to see Sylvie fight for what's right fight for herself and maybe like wants to honor that and also wants to be himself and you know and is able to be Sofia Di Martino from now on but also not only from a, like a character point of view but from an actor's point of view if we got to see Sofia Di Martino get to play Tom's Loki and be a bit more mischievous and a bit more guile and a bit more silly that must be a really great experience opportunity for her. Like if she gets to like mess around with four Chris Hemsworth. Yeah. And I, I do agree about the, the, the design of the character. I feel like it's absolutely a combination of the Enchantress and Lady Loki. Oh yeah, which absolutely. Yeah. One I like because we've seen it so much throughout the MCU. I mean, people complain about Peter Parker and I'm like, he's clearly a combination of, Peter Parker and Ultimate Spider-Man Peter Parker, like, who in the comics is literally, like, trained up by Iron Man and, like, looked up, looks up to him and stuff like that. And it's the same, I mean, Nick Fury is clearly a combination of the, the design that looks exactly like Samuel Jackson also bits and elements of the original uh, Nick Fury. Uh, 
full. And like Enchantress, here's my hot take on Enchantress. She's a very boring villain, and she'd never make a good villain for a Thor movie. So this is fine. Yeah. <laughs> like she doesn't do. Yeah, she doesn't do. Much. Points are made. Yeah. <laughs> and honestly, I feel like Enchantress is more interesting. Like when she is interacting, like when her and Loki are being like their frenemies or whatever, and they're like scheming. So it totally works this way. <laughs> yeah. And also, I feel like the hair thing. Um, okay, well, I'll put this out there. Have you? There is a trailer that dropped today. Not really a trailer, but it's like one of those and that spotlights on the actors. I haven't seen anything. I haven't, I haven't either. Seen okay, anything and I don't want to because I don't want. That's know what what's I'm going to say. You've been kind of. And I tweeted this out just in case people haven't seen it. Don't watch it if you don't want to get any information about future episodes because there are new clips in that little snippet i didn't expect it i just thought it'd be sophia dimatino being like i like being loki uh, <laughs> there are little clips so you know okay good to know tread carefully is what i will say um okay. but with the hair i feel like i'm not bothered by it i know a lot of people are like this sucks lady loki should have uh brunette or dark black hair and i'm like yeah, because Marvel haven't recently put out a villain that wears all green and gold and has black hair. Oh, wait, they did. Hella. <laughs> you know that... That is an excellent point. Like, <laughs> I didn't think about that. Like, If your granddad who watches the Marvel movies on the weekend, and you're like, come on, granddad, watch the Loki episode three with me, and she had black hair, he'd be like, what's that? I thought she died. You know. <laughs> or your parent. You know, like... You make- you make excellent points. Mm-hmm. It's, just, it's true. It's like it's... also the hair can change. Like if I, you know, yes. it can change at any point. It's hair. hair dye Loki is a shapeshifter. Hair dye is a thing that exists. It's true. Also, so Loki is a shapeshifter. <laughs> and I, I, I think people just want Jamie Alexander to be Lady Loki. Yeah, that's what it is. yeah, yeah. I think that is what it comes down to. Which, yeah, you know, silly. Apparently, Sif is going to be in this show. Is she? Interesting. She's in Shield, so <laughs> she's that's def- the that's rumor. True. Apparently, I'm sure that okay. I'm sure like if you put it out there, she should join this show as well. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> hey, Jamie Alexander, do you want to be on our episode? Yeah, sure, whatever. Apparently, it's either this or Thor: Love and Thunder. I can't remember which one. I think it might be both. <laughs> oh. What's she doing? Like, I know this is off topic. But what was she doing? <laughs> I feel like Loki <laughs> as Odin probably sent her away because he was like, she's gonna figure it out. Fuck. <laughs> Yeah, oh, that's probably true. <laughs> that is probably true. She comes back to like Asgard. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> she comes back to New Asgard. She's like, okay, well. She goes back to Asgard and there's nothing there. <laughs> oh no. Hey man. She like calls. On, she like calls on Heimdall. Like Heimdall, take me back. Oh, that's sad. And then no response whatsoever. <laughs> okay, speaking I, of that, can we talk about how? In episode two, like Loki tried to play off, like, oh yeah, I was really sad. Ragnarok was sad, whatever. And then literally the next episode, he was like singing like an Asgardian, like song, which in I think Old Norse or whatever. Yeah, I think it's like <laughs> Norwegian. I was like, oh my god. Like it did hit him. I think he's decided. I think he's decided to car- compartmentalize all that. <laughs> he because I think I in the past week he's just consumed way too much terrible information so he's probably just like we're just gonna file that in the back of my brain until it becomes a problem <laughs> it's true then i feel like it still impacted him like he was missing home and he was singing like one of his songs and stuff he's he's it's definitely impacted him it's the same way that yeah. in the dark world he's like i'm fine what are you talking about and then the illusion drops yeah it's like covered in shit he's like i'm sad mm-hmm. um and he, yeah him getting drunk was really fun as well i love the line you're drunk. And he goes, no, I'm just full, but bear in mind, I'm very full. <laughs> That's one line I'll be using. I also like that he I also like that he slammed the drink down and was like, another. another. I was like, oh, yeah. that's a fun, that's a fun throwback. <laughs> yes. Yeah, there's been a lot of, like, parallels. Um, I mean, that was a really good reference, but even just, like, the way that they were filming shots, like, parallels to the other Thor movies, which I think is so fun. <laughs> I think what I liked about the another thing is like one, it's a nice like like I said, it's a nice throwback line to like Phase One, which I feel like they hadn't done as much until Endgame, mm-hmm. and then it was like full on, all full on, <laughs> going back. Um, but what I like about the another callback is that it takes Thor's 
sort of out-bodied, like, because he's obviously the pompous prince, right, in 4-1. And like, he's just being a bit of a, like, he's just a, a spoiled brat who probably is used to this. But when Loki does it, you're like, is this just custom in Asgard for just to throw stuff on the floor and say another? Like, I don't know if this, is, if this is just the royal family or if it's just like... Also, I think it's really funny that... Because p- people do, are still complaining about the buy stuff, do they? On our um, Star Wars Discord, someone complained about it and I put like this major <laughs> response like attack. And I was like, what's the... Bo-? Like, if Odin... King King Colonizer Odin was happy was was accepting of his son being by, but you aren't right. <laughs> That's an issue. It's a good point. My favorite were the people being like they just retconned this. There was no indication of him being interested in it being being by in any of the previous movies, and like he was never romantically interested in anybody. No, <laughs> right. Also, have you read a comic book ever? <laughs> <laughs> Or read a Norse myth, like Jesus Forget. Christ. <laughs> Don't tell them about the horse thing. They're going to lose it. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just don't bring up the horse thing. Maybe Sylvie should have said that. Jesus. Prin- yeah. Princesses. A prince. Eight-legged horse. horses. <laughs> a bit of full for it. God. But yeah, I, I, do, I really love... Um, the casting, Sofia DiMartino is a fantastic actress. Also very great at comedy. So I first saw her in a comedy show in the UK called Friday Night Dinner. And she is so funny in it. So that's when I knew it was the perfect casting. Because comedians are... I love the... I love the disaster bisexual siblings energy they have. They're like so the two true. people that roll up to like the family <laughs> gatherings and cause problems. Can we talk about <laughs> so true the the twin cest that people keep bringing up, which is making me ah, uncomfortable? Can we not? Because <laughs> we were like, yeah, but come on, is it like technically? What is- this reminds me. This gives me big like people shipping Thor and Loki vibes. I was just gonna I say that it's Thorky all over again. <laughs> I'm not a fan. It's kind of different, but it's not. But it is. It's weird. Like, <laughs> I guess shipping uh, two alternate versions of the same character isn't the same energy, but it's very similar energy. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I don't want to watch a TV show and go, is this masturbation? Does that count? Or is this something else? Like, I want to be like, they're twins. They're just chaotic energy. And... Like the bit where she's reading his mind. So when I watched that, I was like, well, she's trying to get into his mind. But everyone's like, see, there's chemistry there. I'm like, what are you talking about? I think I think Tom Hilston just has the problem of having like sexual chemistry and tension with everybody. Or being a charming fella, yeah. <laughs> it's so true, yeah. yeah. Like, if you choose to read it that way, I think Loki's just a charming guy. And like, <laughs> you can it's interpret... True. There's a whole subset of people that ship Loki and Sif based on their, like, one interaction together. Because he flirtily is like, it's good to see you too, Sif, in Thor the Dark World. Right? Like, I think that's just the energy he brings. He just, it's very true. Yeah, it's just, you know, he's a, he's a handsome, charming little fella. Um, but again, yeah, I don't see that. I feel like they're, they're, you know. But I think there is an element of chemistry in the sense that you know, as much as they're willing to d- deny it, they're both a bit self-centered. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure they're both like, "Oh, look, I look handsome." Ooh. Um, you know, like yeah. that's just Loki. Like they're they're into themselves. I feel like. Do you have do do you two have any theories about about Sylvie's like origin? Because I feel like it's very very different from Loki's. Just based. I on do, Loki. but I can't. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna remiss myself in this conversation. Based on <laughs> previous said comments, I think that she, I think it's just like an alternate s- situation where, like, she was adopted. She's mm-hmm. Asgardian, and she was adopted by Laufey. Okay, yeah. I'll, 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 that's kind of like, where I'm, okay. that's where I'm leaning. Yeah, um, I have another theory as well, but then that's kind of going down a rabbit hole of like <laughs> other characters and other versions in that kind. Mephisto. <laughs> Well, not Mephisto, but <laughs> I think it's like that's it explains the blonde hair. She's like, she, yeah, she's Odin and Frigga's biological kid, and same thing happened with 
Thor and or sorry, Odin and Laufey just the other way around. Like Laufey found mm-hmm. Sylvie and a few people said that about because the biological obviously it makes sense. But I'm like, but Hela had a black hair. That's true, but we don't know who Hela's like mom was. Right, because it wasn't Frigga. Was it not? At least I don't think so. I don't think so. Did they not confirm that? I can't remember. Maybe not. I can't remember honestly. I don't. Yeah, I don't think it was. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, that's that's the maybe hmm. that's the villain of the show. <laughs> um, <laughs> Hella <Hella's> just mom. <laughs> <laughs> She's hella angry. <laughs> yeah. Um, I okay. I, I will say like because it, it doesn't the trailer doesn't really spoil that much actually. I'm just basing it off what I saw in this episode, um, which is the conversation they have, which is that she says about the adoption. And I do wonder what if, and this is like, I feel like this is a good point to show how evil the TVA could be. What if just simply Odin and Frigga telling Loki that he was adopted was what caused the variance? Oh. And they're like, well, no, he fucked that up. Sorry, no see, oh. no parents for you. That would be interesting. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That would be real sad. It, it, like <laughs> it would. That she's done this all. She says it, she's done it all. Like she's been on the run all her life from the TVA. Yeah. And also, she had to teach magic to herself. So I was like, what if like the simple act of Odin and Frigga being kind and open. It was like, no, that's not supposed to happen in our version. <laughs> so fuck you and your fat and your life. Uh, we'll have to kill you now, I'm afraid. Because she, they don't mention their fathers. No. She just mentions their mother. Well, yeah, because their father's a prick. <laughs> Big blue guy. So, yes. Big blue guy. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I, it's the same thing when people complain about why does Loki not turn blue? Like, because he doesn't want to. He doesn't like Laufey. I don't think he wants to acknowledge that that part of him exists. Yeah, like, why would he? Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with like adopted children. Like, you didn't raise me, and also you're a piece of shit. So, no, he also murdered him. Let's remind ourselves that. Mm-hmm. Like, even though he had issues with Odin, he literally created a whole plot to impress him. <laughs> it's not like he. Right. <laughs> and we know in Ragnarok that Loki still loves him. Yeah, even in Four <laughs> One, he still loves him. He does the whole plot. To impress Odin and be like, I deserve the throne because I love you, Daddy. Do you love me, Daddy? And you know, like, I've never. And he sent Odin away too instead of killing him. Yeah. Yeah, and then like in the end when he's about to get his neck snapped by Thanos, he's like Loki, blah 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 blah, Odin's son. Yes, he does. Right, like in the end he accepts. I also put a tweet today, which for some reason some people assumed it was a joke, and I wasn't joking. Like I watched Infinity War yesterday, and I have to tell you that show, like. The amount of people I remember when Infinity War came out, and people were like, "Well, with all these shows coming out and Endgame, it's not gonna matter." I watched it yesterday. It matters probably more so. Watching those scenes with like Vision dying and Loki dying, I cried so much. But the thing that really hit me was when Loki does the whole speech about the dagger, the invisible dagger that means love, and I just thought about him getting the invisible dagger to kill Thanos to save his brother and his and his people. I was like, God damn it. That hit. I was like, that's love. He loves he loves Asgard. He loves Thor. And he dies oh, for it. You're right. Well, now I'm gonna go cry, thanks. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> thanks for uh, that, pal. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, <laughs> he just he makes it yeah, appear I... and it's like, oh I was like, that's what he he other Loki probably felt that as well. Like that's what he he learned. an invisible dagger god so i actually hate marvel i've decided (laughs) um this yeah there's so much and there's like so much you can play with and learn about these characters but it's just so good and i feel like that's where marvel succeeds and i know people complain like this is predictable when you're doing this it's like well first of all you're wrong to calm down it's you know it's a fun project like people saying that they expect this to be a go-to story. I'm like, no, Loki's a crazy character. It's a crazy world. And what I love about this show is that it feels so much like the Jason Aaron books. There's a lot we've seen in the show, actually, from the Jason Aaron books, whether that's the 
the Hulk Loki, the um, mm-hmm. the Viking Loki. You know the the, the, mu- the, the music. I just I, I'm so excited to see where we go from here on out. And what's crazy is that we're three episodes in, and we don't re- like we know an understanding. Of obviously, like the TVA are evil. Um. Or they seemingly like are lying to everyone, but we don't really know where things are going. There's a lot in the trailer that we still haven't seen yet. That I'm really intrigued by. So I'm like, where do we go from here? Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> Especially since the last episode ended with them like being stuck. So like they both got the rug completely pulled out from under them. So it's like literally, what are they gonna? There's a line that intri- there's a line that intrigues me though. Go, go ahead. Where Loki is like they're just going to let all these people die. And part of my brain is going like is he going to save all of these people? Hmm. You can definitely tell that he's he yeah, his mind. That'd be a good like Ragnarok parallel. Mm-hmm. If that's what happened. Yeah. He also says mm-hmm. are we like willing to risk all these people's hopes to charge our device? And they keep pushing it. I think that the ending is a cop out, and I don't mean that in a negative sense. I mean in a good sense mm-hmm. that when we when we start next week's episode, it'll be a quick pick up, and then the story will progress. Yeah. <laughs> which is the idea that obviously this is the worst apocalypse out of all of them, as said by mm-hmm. Sylvie, and we know that Morbius, uh, Mobius now knows that they're hiding in apocalypses. So I wouldn't be surprised if mm-hmm. Mobius appears straight away. <laughs> it's like under arrest. Yeah, that's probably true. And maybe Loki's like, no, look, you have the ability to save these people. Do it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I can't. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the idea of pushing. I can't wait to see what happens when... Because um... I feel like next week's episode might be like an interrogation or like maybe like delving a bit more into the characters, maybe a bit into Loki, maybe a bit into Sylvie. And then I'm interested to see how that turns up because I feel like next week we'll fill out the gaps of the bits we see in the, in the trailer so now yeah. i'm trying to like piece together how we get from stuck on the planet that's about to be destroyed uh, sorry stuck on the moon that's about to be destroyed to vote for loki <laughs> how does that right <laughs> where's the job i was thinking about that too and i'm okay this is my tinfoil hat thing but the the vote loki clip just seems so out of place and i'm like what if that's not in the show <laughs> interesting <laughs> Right? Like, sometimes Marvel does that. Like, with the Hulk running an Infinity War, like, that never showed up. Oh, yeah, Sometimes yeah, they yeah, yeah. do it, so I wouldn't be surprised. Or, like, if it's heavily altered or something. Because <laughs> you're, you're right, like, I don't, I have no idea where that could possibly show up. There was one clip that I thought was definitely, like, that, where it was, like, it was just made to, to promote the show before they started properly filming. And I felt like we, yeah. we won't see it. And but now after this week's episode, I'm like actually I think that clip might appear in the show, which is I don't even remember when they first showed the Disney Plus stuff for the first time. Yeah, it was Loki handcuffed, and he goes, "I'm gonna burn this place to the ground." Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I really want to see that now. Him like yeah. being interrogated by Mobius and being like, "No, you don't understand. Your life, you were probably and this is what's funny. He probably was a jet skier." Who has been plucked out of the timeline? <laughs> oh, I'm sure he was. <laughs> We're gonna see him on a jet ski by the end of the series. If we don't, I'm sending a strongly worded letter to Disney. <laughs> Dear Kevin Feige, <laughs> how dare you? Seriously, I don't... the show was perfect. However, I did not see Mobius on a jet ski. <laughs> I... Therefore, <laughs> I let the Wonder Vision Black Klansman thing go, but this is too far. Right? <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Oh, I goodness. yeah, I'm interested to see where they they jump from there, and also I'm still convinced that the villain is also going to be Old Man Loki. I don't know how they get to that. Yeah, that's my other tinfoil hat theory, <laughs> which I'm trying not to get too attached to because if it doesn't happen, I don't want to be disappointed. But I f- want it to happen. I was also speaking to a friend of the show, Auden, and was like, "Yeah, you know how as is always with Pond Division, you have an idea which is too far." And then what you do is you, you, instead of going backwards, you go even further. I was like, okay, what if we see Old Man 4? And what if we see Four's granddaughters? Like, who would we cast as those? I was like, ah. Oh. oh. Or, I like that. Or Fory, the dog, the hellhound. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we 
need Thori. Like maybe he names Thori after four, and then he finds out he's alive. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. That, that would be very good. But yeah, I have no idea where the show's going. I find that extremely exciting. Mm-hmm. I really hope Loki brings these people down. I really hope we get to see like a Thanos like introduction scene at the end of the show with Kang. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like if this doesn't work out. We have to find another way. I'm also like, mm-hmm. like this is op- will this be the thing that opens the multiverse where the TV gets destroyed and the multiverse is allowed to flourish as it should do? Because mm-hmm. we we I feel like it will. Yeah, because we're under the assumption it's- that the multiverse flourishing was a bad thing, but what if it's mm-hmm. not? Although it is the multiverse of madness. That's so. true. That's also true. And it opens But yeah, I feel I feel like for sure that's gonna happen though, because I think the head writer of Loki like got put on as the writer of Multiverse of Madness mm-hmm. so, because mm-hmm. he had to like connect a lot of the dots between the two. So there's definitely something to that. <laughs> and I think what the show has done a great job of is it is it's explained how different variants exist and how they don't necessarily look mm-hmm. each like each other. Not necessarily because of gender, but just because of, you know, time itself and the weirdness of it. Mm-hmm. Which you know, Willem Dafoe showing up again. Fingers crossed. Right. Mm-hmm. <sighs> well, yeah, and it sets up, like, the whole premise of it sets up Marvel so nicely just for, like, even better storytelling abilities. It's, like, the same thing that they did with the comics where they have, like, you know, ultimate the ultimate timeline and all, like, the little one-offs that they do and, like, what if and all that stuff. Like, t- for mm-hmm. them to be able to play around with that same sandbox essentially in the movies like that's going to be really fun for them and for us too yeah. <laughs> so yeah i'm very interested what about you ash what do you expect to see on the show before you in these last three episodes i don't know <laughs> why are you asking me <laughs> you know every time i theorize about something it's wrong so um <laughs> i have honestly no idea <laughs> Uh, I hope my only hope is that this isn't the end of Loki as a character. Me too. In the MCU, agreed. Because I feel like that's a possibility, but who knows? One thing that's been especially fun for me is like how this, how it's been very meta, right? So mm. like, and I saw someone else point this out, and it's so true. Like, so you've you essentially have in the first episode, like Mobius and the TBA are like, you know, Loki, you only exist, like you know, you basically just have the short life and you die and you only exist to help others like find themselves. And like, that's your whole purpose. And that's essentially like Loki was just supposed to be a supporting character and he was supposed to be a villain and like Avengers. And then like, he basically became incredibly popular and he went outside of like his purpose. (laughs) And so now we're here and 10 years later, we're here and he has his own show and like, which is, you know, allegedly like the most watched like Disney plus show so far and like all this stuff and he's just thriving. And so I think because of that, that he will continue to live on (laughs) Um, both as Tom and as other versions, but I don't know. It's really cool. It's like, it's fun how meta and like, I don't know. I love it. It just makes me happy. (laughs) Which yeah, I think takes it to a next level when what you said about Mobius saying that Loki it's only there to make him make people the best versions of themselves. The show, by its nature, having different Lokis, means that Loki will now become the best version of Loki because of mm-hmm. Loki. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Some good meta stuff there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think, if anything, this will be the end of Loki as an antagonist. I hope so. Yeah. I, I'm. Mm-hmm. You've pushed my anxiety a bit further because I was like. I had it in my head. I was like, please don't be the end of Loki. Please don't be the end. I feel like it will be the end of Loki. I really hope it's not the case. I'm hoping to be surprised the same way that I was hoping that Vision wasn't going to just be killed off. The fact that he wasn't just killed off makes my optimism I mean, yeah, he really, wa- he really wasn't. He's still out there, kind right. of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> in the TVA, he gets picked up immediately. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm I'm just sort of freaked out by it. Here's another question I have for you both, though. Who do you think the other person who Renslayer 
has is because I saw a really interesting theory today. And I had one last week, which what I'll be honest, half I'll be eighty percent of it was spiteful reasons, um, which I can't get into. But <laughs> I was like, and it's the most. It's the I I purposely I was explain how this is like makes no sense. But in Agents of Shield, Coulson meets FDR. And I was like, could be, could be Coulson, <laughs> could be Coulson. That'd be like a fun little like nod at the end, where like Loki's like, what the hell? Um, I don't think it will be. The I think the other theory is more likely, but I'm interested to know what you you both think first before I say the other one. Who she mm-hmm. has is that what you said? Yeah, the one because remember she has the pen. This is a FDR high school, and oh, Moby's yeah. like, wow. <laughs> another another analyst, yeah. <laughs> I hadn't even thought about this. Neither have I. Hmm. Mm. I mean, it'd be fun to see Coulson, right? I think it'd be fun to see Coulson, but I feel like the other one that people have suggested makes more sense, which is I'll just say it: people <laughs> fear it's Mobius because we know he's a variant. And that the idea that maybe she has like tons of Mobiuses is Mobii. Was that like? I mean, plural? that would make sense. And that <laughs> And that's when he finds out. He's like, I don't know if I trust Loki. And he opens the door. And there's like sixty of him. And he's like, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> um. Yeah. That'd be interesting. I have no that idea. Be. I think we're definitely going back to the TVA at some point. Yeah, for sure. I'm sure we'll find the answers to this. Yeah, it's like, because there's so much in that as well. Like, was the TVA actually a good, were they good people that fought for the multiverse wars and were then later corrupted by like maybe a Kane the Conqueror? Or were they always bad? Were they, you know, were they good people that became corrupted by power? so many questions and also I know it's a joke in the episode and to prove a point about the the power of the TVA but I really can't help but think about those infinity stones yeah yeah Hmm. (laughs) yeah I do wonder for sure again hashtag poor Nat (laughs) and a backup one yeah Loki just nicks all of the infinity stones (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's like the exact same yeah. scene from Ragnarok he walks by as the TVA is blowing up he's like right. I might as well no one else is going to take him mm-hmm. if they're even real that's right? true like who even knows they have to be real because they played a little music <laughs> right <laughs> that's how I know things are real and the, t- and the Tesseract didn't work we know that that's real yeah I, I people people are over the tesseract. I'm not. I want to see more of the tesseract. I'm I'm still. I think the tesseract's the most fun. It definitely is. I'm really hoping at some point that Ash, you know how you always talk about how the MCU has slowly become more willing to adapt stuff for the comics. Yeah. I'm just hoping at one time they grow the they grow some goddamn balls and say it's a cosmic cube. Yes. <laughs> Okay, yeah, that has to happen. Bring in the cosmic cube. <laughs> yes, it's cosmic. That's what. That's my favorite joke. Is that uh, just to do the the Seinfeld? It's cosmic and it's a cube. <laughs> uh, cosmic cube. <laughs> <laughs> like the Tesseract's a great name, but that was always my stupid like. Perf- everyone's got the pathetic nerd, like quarrel. That's mine. It's like should I call it the cosmic cube? <laughs> but I guess it, you can't take it seriously if, if for like no. yeah can you imagine like Thanos being like I've come for the cosmic cube <laughs> like, like Josh Brolin <laughs> I feel like that'd be great what is happening <laughs> Gamora where's the cosmic cube <laughs> Gamora I need you to find the cosmic cube <laughs> you taught me not to get the cosmic cube you lied to me <laughs> <laughs> I look, yeah, that's too far, but the soul stone. Oh, that's that's fine. God bless. Uh, yeah, I'm really... Did you go rip the soul stone out of some dude's forehead? No, not that dude's forehead. <laughs> another dude's forehead. 
There is. Uh, that's my favorite. Have you seen the meme of uh, oh, what's the guy? Uh, the guy that Loki steals the drink from. The character name. No idea. Can't remember. Oh. Casey. Casey. Yeah, Casey. Have you seen the, the the Casey memes that have come out? No. No. <laughs> it's the best. It's it's a quote from Infinity War where it's uh, what's his name? Uh... <laughs> his name. Oh wait, I have seen this one. I know you're talking about. <laughs> like Thanos is like henchman. Yes. Right? What's his name? Ebony Maul. And yeah. he's like, to think that no one in the universe has had the honor to have wield all infinity stones. And it just cuts to him sitting there smiling <laughs> with his draw. <Yeah. laughs> I need Casey to come back because I think he's like my favorite like side minor character or side Marvel character. <laughs> well that's what I think that's what I think the fate for Loki thing will come into it, where Loki will actually have proof that they're all um because that's the thing that I really liked is that they, no matter how much that they've been wiped as a people, they have like a lingering thought about something. So for the mm-hmm. the captured guard, it was the Margaritas. For mm-hmm. Mobius, it seems to be the jet skis. Mm-hmm. Um, and Casey's gonna have been a fisherman. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Oh, oh yeah. That's what I want. I don't know, I don't know about the others, but that'd be great. Um, B fifteen, got what B fifteen ones would be. Like it'd be nice to see like B fifteen finally become like become an ally of Loki, mm-hmm. and be like, no, this is this this is this is this is shady stuff. <laughs> like we're gonna go with you. Mm-hmm. We're gonna vote for Loki. Um, but yeah, who knows? I will try and find the the meme and post it. <laughs> If I can, about the Casey uh, Infinity Stones because it's it's fantastic. <laughs> okay, I think that's all we have time for this week. Have you got anything else um, that you want to add? Does anyone want to add anything else before we wrap up? No, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. I'm surprised we managed to keep that under an hour, <laughs> or oh, just about an hour. We did pretty good. <laughs> I'm proud of us. We're proud of us. We didn't we didn't dive into Ant Man three. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good stuff. Well, that's all we have time for this week. So, where can people find you and your content, Alyssa? Uh, yeah, so I'm mainly on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, mostly just yelling about Loki stuff now. <laughs> Whether it's like Loki inspired outfits or commentary or memes. Um, so I'm on Twitter at Whimsy Designs. Um, Instagram is Miss Period List, and then same thing on TikTok. Perfect. Uh, how about you, Ash? You can find me on Twitter at Ash Jeffies, and you can check my other podcasts out, which is uh, Rogue Podron, a Star Wars book club podcast, and OS Team, which is a podcast about video game music. You can find those all on my Twitter. Awesome. You can find me on Twitter at CMWASHBY. And on Instagram at Charlie M W Ashby. I host the Imperial Senate podcast, a quirky Star Wars podcast, which you can find on all podcasting platforms, as well as on Twitter at ImpsnetPod. Uh, and you can support me on Patreon and Kofi with links to those found on the link on my Twitter bio. I've introduced new stuff on there, which is pretty cool. Uh, the new podcast feed is up with all the shows for free, including this one. So don't forget to join that. I'm sure if you're listening to the show, you can hear it on the other shows on there as well. And yeah, that's that's all we've got time for this week. Thank you so much for coming on. And we'll be back next time with another episode of Loki. See ya.